Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is episode 30 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. The podcast was recorded on World Computer Literacy Day 2021. Enjoy. podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age four through sixth grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. Academy of Scholars. Welcome to another episode of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson, the Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane, Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today's topic will discuss the only child syndrome. Is this really a thing? Well, no, maybe. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. So the last time we had Scholarly Speaking Live, we talked about sibling rivalry. How can parents help their children to get along? Well, this week, like Benny said, we're talking about only child syndrome. But before we get started, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's live session once it's over? Everything from this show always ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, on LinkedIn and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. Now, we want to take this opportunity to say hello to all the people who are joining us live today. And also, shout out to all the people who follow us on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us. Now, just do us a favor. Tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there, comment, and tell us about your experience growing up as an only child. Do you have the only child syndrome? <laughs> Do you think that children should have siblings? Do you believe having siblings even matter? Tell us, we want to know. Well, Benny, I'm a middle child and I've heard all kinds of stigmas or myths associated with birth order. <laughs> For example, your firstborn, right? Yep. Well, firstborns are supposed to be responsible, reliable, cautious, and goal and achievement oriented. They tend to get the most attention from their parents because they were the firstborn. Yeah. Now, middle children, like myself, are supposed to have a so-called syndrome, <laughs> believe it or not. They're characterized as always feeling ignored, lacking confidence, huh, and having trouble sticking up for themselves, <laughs> and finding their place or role. Being the youngest is associated with people thinking that that individual was coddled and likely to be spoiled and self-centered. Now, of course, 
these are all theories that have never been proven with modern research. So they really should be taken with a grain of salt. Like, for example, me as a middle child being ignored, no, not me. Let you, let you tell. I don't have a syndrome, okay? <laughs> well, as Stacy just told you, everyone, I'm the oldest of three boys. So me and my brothers are like the perfect test case for what we're talking about today. Now, it was seven of you, you yes, right? Yeah, seven okay. So where does the second or the sixth child fit in? Is there a second or a third or a sixth child syndrome? Called being ignored by your parents. <laughs> so many kids. <laughs> well, my family had the first, the middle, and the youngest child. And research tells us that there is some validity to birth order affecting children and their characteristics. Now, I always wondered, though, am I innately more responsible or reliable or cautious than my brothers because I was born first or because my parents made me responsible for my younger brother, yeah, right? Now, are my brothers who they are because of nature or because, uh, or is it because of who my parents were when they were growing up? Because right. I tell my youngest brother all the time, who's eight years younger than I am, that we had completely different parents because in comparison to how they were with me mm -hmm. and how they were with him is totally different. Yeah, it's like that commercial with the mother and the parents with their first child and their second child. Yeah. First child, they were super cautious, right? Second child, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's topic discusses another theory, only child syndrome. The term only child syndrome was developed in the late 1800s when child psychologists G. Stanley Hall and E.W. Bohannon developed a questionnaire to study and categorize children with a number of different traits. Both men had ideas based on the questionnaire, and basically that was that children without siblings possess a long list of negative behavioral traits. They pushed the idea that children would be better off with siblings. And many people subscribe to this theory for years, whether they've been exposed to this research that Stacey's talking about or not. For mm -hmm. ages, having multiple children was the norm. And in some ways, only having one child was like, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so there likely was some stigma that came not only with being an only child, but also for the parents that only had one. Right. According to their theory, Hall described only children as spoiled, selfish, self-absorbed, maladjusted, bossy, antisocial, and lonely. Sorry, only child. Sorry. Some who buy into the theory believe that these effects carry into adulthood, with only children having difficulty getting along with coworkers, displaying hypersensitivity to criticism as they get older, and having poor social skills. But guys, guess what? Is the theory correct? The answer is no, okay? No, no. It's really just that, a theory. None of the assumptions have been proven. As a matter of fact, recent research has shown that being an only child doesn't necessarily make you different from a peer with siblings, and that the lack of a sibling doesn't mean that you're doomed to be antisocial or maladjusted. So if you've been holding your breath worried about whether your child was doomed and you needed to have another child right away, breathe easy. Breathe. Research shows that only children are not destined to suffer a lifetime from the dreaded only child syndrome. That's right. Now, what does the research say about only children? Numerous studies in the last 100 years on only children addressing if only child syndrome is a fallacy have mixed results. One thing that most of the studies did reveal is that there is no syndrome, okay? <laughs> For example, in one study, it was found that only children between the ages of 6 and 11 had a greater risk for mental disorders. 
can't believe it. <laughs> but a few years later, another study contradicted that one and found that there was no difference between children without siblings and children with one sibling when it comes to mental health, at least in children under age five from the and, study. And I, I do want to hit the pause button here just for a second, Stacey. Mm -hmm. Following research is important, but being aware of who, what, when, where, and how research was conducted is just as important. Absolutely. When you're doing your own research, you should look at things like the credibility of the researchers and whether the research you're looking at is peer reviewed or not. This will always help you to determine how reliable the information is. Now, we promise to provide you with the most reliable information available to us, along with our own experiences, mm -hmm. and hopefully this will allow you to make good decisions. Right, and to your point, Ben, one respected psychologist has done extensive research in the last 40 years concerning only children. Her name is Tony Falbo, and she's considered an expert on the subject. In one of her reviews, she analyzed 115 studies on only children. And based on her review, Falbo found that when compared to families with multiple children, only children did better in the areas of character, achievement, and intelligence, and had better parent-child relationships. Now, of course, Falbo herself is an only child. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the who is doing the research. It's not that Falbo's research isn't reliable, so to speak, but it is possible her bias on being an only child herself led to her conclusions. Absolutely. Now, one thing to also keep in mind regarding earlier studies of only child syndrome is that Hall's research was done during the times when people mostly lived in rural areas and only children were isolated with only their parents to talk to. As a result, character traits such as antisocial behavior, poor social skills, and selfishness were likely the outcome. Fast forward to today, and only children have plenty of opportunities to socialize with other children at daycare, at school, at parks and playgrounds, on play dates, yeah. doing extracurricular activities and sports, with cell phones, and even online. And always <laughs> online. And I, I just ventured to say that times have changed, yes. right? Yes. The stigma I talked about earlier about you're only having one child, basically it's gone. gone. In fact, the Pew Research Center discovered that the number of women with one child has doubled in the last generation. Mm -hmm. And census data shows that the one child family is the fastest growing family unit in the United States. Right, now my mom had seven children and I had two children yeah. and both my children have one child. Now my daughter is like, I'm done, I'm done. Right. My son, he's like, I'm done because they're too expensive. Right, right. But I'm like begging them, please have more children, please. Hey, my wife comes from a family of five kids, mm -hmm. right? I'm a family of three. Uh, her siblings only have one. We only have two. So the times are just changing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think we can all agree that many different factors help shape a child's character. Some children are shy, some are outgoing, some are introverted and prefer keeping to themselves. And they would be this way whether or not they had siblings. Both of my grandkids, again, they're only children and their personalities couldn't be more different. What happens with only children is that when they show any kind of negative behaviors, it always gets associated with them being an only child, <laughs> even though children in large families may exhibit the exact same behaviors. Yeah. So the takeaway from today's live is parents, if you decide to have one child, know that your child will be okay. Like all children, they will have positive and negative behavioral traits. What you can do as a parent is love them unconditionally, encourage them, set limits, and don't overindulge them. But don't worry about them having issues because they're an only child. <laughs> well, what do you think? Are you an only child or do you have an only child?
Did you learn something from today's episode? Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. And if you're looking for more information to help you with raising your only child, go to our website, academyofscholars.com slash scholarly speaking resources. In the meantime, we suggest you check out the book, Parenting an Only Child, The Joys and Challenges of Raising Your One and Only by Dr. Susan Norman. Now, Dr. Norman's book will help you confront this age-old only child stereotypes. It'll also give you insight on withstanding the pressure to have another child, <laughs> and it gives you guidance on making the right family size decision for you. Now, remember, no matter where you live in the world, you can give your child access to an exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also have a comprehensive curriculum, one that will have your child excited about school each day. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. It's the online school you've been looking for. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussions. Next week, we'll be talking about how to help your child deal with stress and anxiety. Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye and be blessed. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.